Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. And not just food, of course, guys, but also our whole lifestyle. I envision the society, the world, where we design everything so it helps us to be healthier, to live healthier, to stay healthier, to move more, to sleep better, to eat better. Uh, you know, all these things that are a kind of a struggle right now in our society uh, that is... Uh, encouraging us to like run and sleep less and work more. Um, I envision the world where we do the opposite, when we know what is best for our biology and our mental and emotional health, and we design environments and create incense, incentives so it is easier for us to do, to do the right thing. And that's where our, you know, common health potential going to be unlocked when we create environments that will support our um, best practices, that influence our health and well-being in the best possible way. Today, guys, we are talking about sleep. Um, till the rest of October, we'll be covering all the basics that are going to be in my new school that I'm launching November 1st. It's going to be weekly Zoom classes. It's going to be worldwide and global. And uh, everyone going to get my personalized coaching on lifestyle, on uh, nutrition, on uh, diet, if you'd like to be on one, like maybe keto or paleo for a while, or whatever that might be. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of programs. If you've been struggling with weight loss, with healthy eating habits, with making friends with uh, your food, uh, with figuring out what is this right thing for you to do in all this noise, in all this sea of information, right? So it, we, this course, it's going to be practice heavy. So yeah, there is going to be theory and knowledge, but every week the focus is going to be on a couple of weekly, daily uh, actions that's going to help you to build the habits that you know you got to do, like sleeping better, but for some reason you just don't do that. So the course starting or the school starting November 1st, I'm launching it. We're going to focus on actually doing the stuff that we know we got to do. But back to our topic today, sleep. So the first module in our school is going to be on sleep and we're going to be mastering healthy sleep. Sleep that helps us to be better us, to have more energy, to have more vitality, to have more health, to get sick less, to stay in our ideal body weight much, much easier, to increase our mental and athletic performance. All of that sleep can do. Like when sleep is done right, is done consistently, uh, the way nature kind of designed it uh, before we screwed it all up, um, the more we invest in our sleep, you know, the the better we're going to be in all areas of our life and uh, in all areas of our activities. So anyhow, let's talk about sleep. You know, today we're not going to be talking any about gadgets or uh, the next generation sleep tracker uh, or some mattress. Uh, no, we're going to be talking about proper sleep practices that you can do without buying anything or a changing much about your life. 
uh, but changing the things that are needed to be changed in order for you to maintain the best quality sleep. Because the best quality sleep means a solid foundation for the best quality of life. So again, today is not about gadgets. It's not about uh, hacking your sleep, trying to sleep less. Because guess what, guys? If nature figured out, evolution figured out a way how we can do with less sleep, it probably would. Because sleep is um, is a state where we are most vulnerable. Like we can't get food, we can't hunt, we can't gather. We are really vulnerable. Any predator can eat us uh, or destroy us. Uh, so that sleep state, it's our most vulnerable state. And evolution of species uh, says that whatever is, you know, vital for the species, that's and creates the condition that helps species to survive, give species the best chances to survive, that's going to stick. And the rest is going to be um, written out of evolution, evolutionary, like, biology, because... Um, species that wouldn't have certain um, characteristics that are better for them will die out. So we didn't die out and we kept eight hours of sleep. So it means it's important, guys. You are not smarter by trying to sleep less. You are dumber because you undermine your own potential. And all the research, all the studies that are coming out more and more show exactly that, that hacking our sleep, um, it's probably not such a great idea if evolution didn't hack it for millions and billions of years. Um, so sleep is important. Um, what can we all do to ensure we get as close to the best quality of sleep as possible? Um, first, same schedule. It is important, guys. All the hormones get balanced and all the systems in our body get uh, synchronized. Uh, certain hormones are released at certain times appropriately. And the body just can't switch like this to being efficient doing it on time. It only becomes really efficient with that, with all this sleep stuff that the body has to do, you know, hormones to release, uh, certain neurotransmitters to create, um, uh, change our metabolism so we don't go to the bathroom, we don't want to go uh, pee so we don't wake up. Uh, so many processes the body has to do to synchronize in order for us to have uninterrupted good quality sleep. And so in order for that all to happen efficiently on time, you got to be in bed on time every single day. Like once in a blue moon, you know, once a month you travel or you go to a bad wedding or to some other important uh, event. Yeah, that's fine. But that's got to be like once a month or, or less, possibly not every week. You know, you go to some party or to a club or something. And then the body... Uh, has to adapt again to new sleep schedule for another like four or five days, guys. It's, you, the body doesn't switch like that overnight. No. If you go to bed one night, uh, five or six or seven hours later, uh, the next three, four days, the body is going to be adjusting back to your normal schedule and not, you're not going to be your best self, really. So same schedule is very, very important. They even invented the term for this, you know, weekend um, late night social jet lag. Uh, that's 
what it basically means. You go to bed uh, much later than you usually would. And then for three, four days, you feel kind of jet lagged because of compromised sleeping schedule. Um, Again, the body is not some sort of machine that can switch like this. Not at the moment, at least. So same schedule is very important. Um, seven or eight hours for most people, that's what we got to do. And if you're an athlete, if you're someone who's going through a lot of stress, or maybe you're down with something, maybe you have COVID-19, you know, God knows what else, um, your body will need more sleep. So seven to eight hours on, like for your normal life. But if your body is going through some stress, mental, physical, emotional, your immune system has to fight something, then you're going to need more sleep. Every time... I feel like I'm off, something is off in my body, although I don't get sick these days at, at all. Like, I don't remember when I got sick last time. But what I do get, I feel like you know, something is off. Maybe I got some infection or something. And so what would happen, I would sleep for like 9-10 hours. Or if I do really hardcore workout, like a lot of heavy training or something like that, or just a lot of mental and emotional stress, then the next night I would sleep for 9-10 uh, hours. Like all the time. But as long as I allow my body to do that, as long as I allow myself to sleep in, I usually don't sleep in. I just go to bed an hour or a couple of hours earlier. That seems to work much better for me. Um, and for most people that um, I you know, worked with. So the more stress we experience, or if our immune system has to fight something, you know, maybe we have hardcore training, the more sleep we will need. That's why athletes usually do sleep more. Um, and if you are growing, maybe, you know, you're a teenager, or you have a teenage girl or boy, then they also need more sleep. So uh, I'm talking for seven, eight hours for an adult who in their normal state, not like two of us stressed, um, not coming down with anything. So seven to eight hours of sleep. Now, the third thing that is very important is to sleep on your schedule, on according to your chronotype. And a chronotype is basically what you might know as lark, night owl, um, or, you know, somewhere in between, um, or there are other classifications of different chronotypes, but what it basically means is when your biology is best suited to have a night sleep. Uh, so for me, I'm a very, very early extreme lark. So for me, the best time is like 4.30. This is my time. That's, that's when I'm on fire, like wake up at 4.30 after I got to bed at like 8.30 and I'm on fire. So this is my best time. Um, I know that I'm at my best physically and mentally when I naturally wake up at this time. This is my time, but this is my chronotype, right? If I go to bed like at 10, yeah, it's still kind of doable, but not my best. And I know that. Um, so what's your chronotype? And the only way you can really figure that out um the best way is to go in nature and without any electric lights, see when you naturally go to bed. The second best is to wait for the weekend or when you don't have to wake up and um, don't have to wake up, don't have to go to bed at certain times. And what you do 
is you remove um, all the stimulations, you know, like your phones, your social media, because that will keep you up and won't um, let you fall asleep. So you remove all these distractions um, after like 6 p.m., and you see when you naturally go to bed, you might read a book, you might do stretching, you know, you might talk to like your family, your friends, or do something really low level activity. Or maybe play some music, maybe listen to some music. And so for about, uh, at about 6 p.m. And then you see where, when you naturally go to bed. It's even better to do it for two, three days in a row because uh, your body, again, will need, will might need some time to get adjusted. So see when you naturally want to go to bed. And then see when you wake up naturally, uh, without alarms, without anything to do urgently first thing in the morning. And again, do this for three, two, three days and you'll have a better idea uh, what your chronotype is. Also, you can Google, you know, chronotype quiz, and you'll probably find a lot of resources to figure that out. But that, you know, practical way, experimental way is is the best way. Uh, so chronotype, sleeping according to your schedule is also very important to get the best sleep. Um, then now let's talk about our room that will help us to sleep, to sleep the best, to have the best quality sleep. Remember three words, dark, cool, and quiet. So it's got to be dark, peach dark, dark, meaning you look at your own hand in front of your eyes and you can't see it. That's how dark it should be. So peach dark. If you don't have blackout curtains, at least get a very, very good eye mask so you don't see anything when you put it on. And there are some like this. So um, figure it out. Cool. 18, 20 degrees Celsius. Um, it's not, uh, it doesn't have to be, or I mean, it doesn't need to be uncomfortably cold, but it's got to be cool. What I do in my room where I have um, a heater, I turn it off at night during winter. And when it's summer, I open all the windows or turn on air conditioner. So I make sure that it's about that, 18 to 20 degrees. And it's better to use um, some blanket to make it warmer, but not hot, than to be in a hot room. Um, so 18 to 20 degrees Celsius in the room, that seems to be perfect for good night's sleep. Um, quiet. It's got to be quiet. The best, you know, I have right now um, those windows that are noise-proof, so I, I don't hear anything. But even then, I use earplugs to make sure that there is no loud um, noise, I don't know, from my neighbors or maybe outside of my window because they, the windows are not completely noise-proof. They're like mostly, but if there is something really loud outside, I'm going to hear it. And uh, I might hear it, but not necessarily consciously be aware of waking up during the night because of some sound. But my sleep will be interrupted and it's going to be much lighter because our brain uh, is always awake and it's still trying to keep us safe and alive. And so if there is some noise. Your brain is going to get from uh, deep sleep to lighter sleep, to just be aware of what's going on around you. And so if there is this light 
kind of noise. They even did experiments with that and confirmed that it's true. Then you're not going to be sleeping that deep, even though you might not be consciously awake either. So it's very important to create a noise-free environment. And I use earplugs for that reason um, all the time. You know, you just figure out what earplugs work for you. Uh, try maybe several, and it might take time to get used to them, but it's really going to help you to sleep much, much better. So dark, cool, and quiet. Now, there are a few th- other things that we need to talk about, mention. Caffeine. You know, caffeine interrupts with the quality of a lot of people's sleep. So I have a rule for most people, it's the best to have your caffeine stuff 12 hours before sleep. So if you go to bed at like 10 p.m., 10 a.m., um, the rest of the day should be decaf. Uh, and also, you know, super dark chocolate, uh, energy drinks, uh, green tea, um, they all would have different kinds of caffeine and different amounts. And they, that might also interrupt with your sleep, depending on the you know amount of that caffeine, also on the kind of metabolism you have, whether you're a fast metabolizer or a slow metabolizer. But the best practice, again, to consume all your caffeine about 12 hours before your bedtime. The next one, food. Two, three hours before bed, the best practice for deep and good quality sleep, guys. When your digestive system is working on something, you're not going to get that good quality sleep and your brain is not going to be able to detoxify and to restore and to like cleanse itself properly. So it's very important to not have um, heavy meal or any sorts of really meal, except maybe it's like um, a cup of yogurt, you know, an hour before, or like a a piece of fruit an hour before. That might be okay. But full meal, two, three hours before, three hours, much, much better. Um, Blue lights and bright lights. Uh, Again, two, three hours before bed, I highly recommend you to eliminate all blue lights, uh, installing blue light blocking applications on your phone and your computer, but also not having blue lights and bright lights on in your apartment um, where, I don't know, you work or where you go to. Uh, as much as possible, try to eliminate all bright and blue light two, three hours before bed. That <clears throat> blue light and any bright lighting, lightning, it uh delays the release of melatonin that is needed to make you fall asleep and to make you sleep deeper and better. That's why it's important to eliminate as much as possible <clears throat> all this bright lightning and especially blue and green light spectrum. Um, lights in your room should be not overhead, ideally, but the side ones, and um, they should be in orange, red, kind of like warm and yellowish um, kind of spectrum. So this is the perfect line for getting you ready, getting your brain ready for sleep. Um, Then winding down routines. It's also very important not to be checking your emails, working an hour before bed, not to wind yourself up uh, about some issue. Uh, It's not the time to have serious conversations. No, it's the time for like have light conversations, pleasant conversations, have um, to read the book, to enjoy some music, to take a bath, to to do some stretching, maybe um, watch something on your um, 
screen that has blue light blockers, something, you know, something not too exciting. That's the idea. Wind down before bed. And that's how you'll be able to sleep much, much better and stop your brain from racing one thought after another. Um, workouts. Workouts during the day, not right before bed, will help you to fall asleep. Also, studies prove people who do exercise during the day sleep much better and deeper and fall asleep faster. Um, morning walks. Morning walks, guys. Um, before 11 a.m., as soon as you can in the morning, as soon as sun is up, they help not just with mental health, to improve your mental health and your, you know, happiness and joy. Um, they help your body to rebalance, to reset circadian or circadian or biorhythms that will help you later to fall asleep. So it's basically kind of telling your body and your brain, this is morning, this is when day begins, and, you know, uh, at some point uh, later during the day, uh, you'll need to make me fall asleep. So this is what you're doing with this morning walk sprout. Plus, it's always good to start today with some fresh air, some walking, some movement. It's an amazing way to start your day in so many ways. I've been doing my morning walks for uh, many years now, and I sleep like a baby. Maybe it has something to do with this too. But even Navy SEAL practice that. Um, not always for, not always for sleep, very often for mental health. But yeah, morning walks, they help you to approach your day in a very different way. Plus, they help you to sleep better. And guys, so these are no tax solutions that we all should be doing. And I'm doing my best to practice them every single day. You know, um, sometimes things happen, but I make sure that they do not happen often. Um, besides, you know, some of you are asking me about uh, tech solutions to improve your sleep. Well, the best, most proven uh, solution to improve your sleep um, has to do with changing temperature during your sleep cycle. So basically making your body cooler or warmer during different stages of your sleep. And there are a couple of companies, I'm not going to name any, but uh, you can Google companies um, for temperature changing mattresses. So basically, there are these new mattresses that have artificial intelligence um, that figure out your phases of sleep and they adjust the temperature according to your phases of sleep, different uh, stages of sleep, making your body cooler or warmer. For example, to wake us up um, gently, they will closer to your waking time, uh, make the temperature warmer and higher. Uh, so those are proven. Like temperature is one of those things that is proven to affect the depth and quality of our sleep. So if you want to look in um, some tech solutions, that that's what I recommend you to look into. The rest, like the sounds, the noise, not exactly... Um, too much science there to tell you exactly what to do. Like there is some, you know, sound, noise, vibration solutions, but they are not as well um, proven as this temperature changing effect on our sleep. So um, that's kind of like a bonus 
tip for you today if you want to look into different technology um, to improve your quality of sleep. Maybe you're having troubles with your sleep. So anything, you know, counts. But most of the stuff... Most of the stuff we talked about today that will affect your uh, mental and physical performance, your recovery, your mental and emotional health, your immune health, because our immune system does recover during the night too, and the quality of sleep has a lot to do with that. Uh, your heart health, you know, your brain health, um, your weight loss, your metabolism. People who do not sleep well eat more and eat more junk, highly processed foods with a lot of fat and sugar. Uh, we just have more cravings for it when our sleep is compromised. So sleep affects our health, our weight loss, our performance, and it's a foundation. And that's why in our school that starts November 1st, the first week is going to be dedicated to the practice of uh, proper sleeping habits. So we're going to work with a few action steps on that habit. So by the end of week one, we all have the foundation in place, or at least we are much, much closer to making it uh, as close to perfect as possible, as it's possible in today's world. Um, So sleep, guys, it's the foundation of everything, of your health, fitness, and weight loss. And you can't hack it. Uh, I'm sorry, but... um, as far as we know right now, not a good idea to be hacking your sleep and trying to sleep less. And just, guys, being awake and being um, able to perform certain functions does not equal optimal health, wellness, and functioning and performance. It just does not. So yeah, you might be awake yeah, on five hours of sleep. You might be able to do some tasks. Uh, uh, nobody's dropping that usually after five hours um, of sleep, um, at least for a while. Um, you might not even consciously be aware of your tiredness and fatigue, but it does not mean that it doesn't affect you. Studies prove that when our performance is tested with eight hours of sleep and with five hours of sleep, with five hours of sleep, even though you might think you are as smart as with eight hours of sleep, you aren't. Uh, Tests show that in every single um, case. So just know that, that you are not as smart, you're not as healthy, you're not as fit when you don't sleep well. And if you're okay with that, well, um, might be okay for you, but I do not recommend that. Anyhow, guys, I'm going to shut up. We talked about sleep. We covered all the basics. Now go do this. And if you're having troubles following through, then join my school. Email me, Angela at createyourself.today to do so. November 1st, nine weeks to meet 2021 strong and accomplish something in this weird 2020. Uh, So email me, join the school, and we'll make it happen. And guys, don't forget to share this episode with one another person who absolutely love it and who wants to work on their sleep too. So share this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being with me. And till next time, as usual, sleep not sleep. Well, sleep better daily.